last week at this time, I guess we were both home, but the weekend before you joined us in Big Bear, right? Which which is where we recorded episode 110. That's right. Which was an amazing experience. With, yeah. It was so fun. <laughs> 110 episodes in. Uh, and that's that's how long it took us to to record something, a full episode yeah. in person. Yeah. I thought and, we were going to uh, get like all the, I don't know, I thought we would have had all these different uh, experiences throughout the first hundred and like I go over to your place and you come over to our place and it's so much easier just to do it this way because it really is <laughs> just I mean you go back and like I got to go walk the dogs so you go walk the dogs yeah. yeah we did like well you know yeah we did family photos today so getting the kids down is a little tougher today and then Wes doesn't have school tomorrows and he kind of knows that so he's trying to flex a little bit but then yeah. it's like no man let's try to stick to some sort of normal schedule and uh and yeah so uh um uh, so yeah, it, it, it's nice to just sort of be able to like roll out of bed, yeah, uh, and uh, and and flip on a mic. Yeah, I get that totally. And you could see we got so used to it that, uh, in, in fact, I don't even know we we told ourselves we would bring our equipment, and so we brought it. But it wasn't until I think that night, that Saturday night, when when you said it's going to be pretty uh pretty crazy pod tonight, huh? And I was and I thought to myself, it's like ten o'clock at night. The, the ladies didn't want to go to bed yet because we, we were still up talking. And then I, yeah. I told Lindsay, I was like, well, I guess we're going to pod tonight. Let's do this. I'm I'm pumped for it. And so what we we got going, what, at like 12? <laughs> 12 in the morning? Yeah, midnight? yeah, yeah. It was late. <laughs> but all this stuff, this this ends up being the same situation. Uh, and I'm going to ask you a question in just a moment. But when we go up to Big Bear, it's kind of like we'll bring everything that we want to bring. If it's going to be like a console or if it's going to be our guitar or my guitar, uh, and then all these other things. We'll bring like a tube or something if it's that time of year. But I, I'd say a third of the stuff we actually go through. However, yeah. this time with you, uh, we asked you. You know, you you asked me what we're, what are we going to bring up. So I asked you, let's bring up the guitars and and we'll do the we'll bring up the pod stuff. And that was so fun, by the way. Oh yeah, all of that stuff. But this was the first time where we actually did everything that was loaded. The up. only thing we didn't do was, and I was, I, I'm not bummed out because our nights were so full like we did so much there was never a night that we turned in early when we could have been doing it but was the uh planes trades and automobiles oh, the drinking, drinking game, game. Yeah. yeah yeah that's true but uh, yes we did a lot yeah so we asked we always ask this question well david what was your favorite part of the trip <laughs> just being with you <laughs> um i don't know yeah i i uh doing the alpine slide again was super fun and being able to take my son on yeah uh, was super super fun yeah uh and it was exactly like i remembered it being when i was a kid and uh um i i loved like day drinking that day when we were just like playing music out on the uh yep on the patty or on the balcony that was so fun yeah um so yeah that I, was I my favorite was... part was was when we were sitting out there just kind of uh hanging out in the afternoon letting the day kind of bleed away playing guitar and everyone was kind of hanging out having a good time yeah, that Saturday afternoon was was pretty on point, and it's like it's yeah. amazing. <laughs> I think about when I when I used to drive up there. I used to drive up there in my Tacoma, and I think how did I fit all this stuff in there? And then we had a Camry, and then we moved like on. You and Lindsay went up there in the Tacoma, huh? Well, I've driven up there with other friends, not to that place, but just going up there ah, to camp. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I've been I've been up there with all of our vehicles, and then we got the Venza, and the Venza was great because it 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 fits so much. 
Um, but now between you and I, it's like when I unloaded your car, I thought, dude, he's, he stacks as much as we do in the back of this thing. <laughs> but I mean, it, it helps out. I mean, with, with our families and everything and all the stuff that we bring, it's, I'm really happy that we both have big cars. Yes. This is Jimmy Epod. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, Susie is the bag queen. We have so many bags for things. As opposed to, like, like four big bags, it's, like, 20 little bags. Um, and I guess, it, I guess it works. I just At this point, I'm just like, okay, like, as long as we have everything. Right. You know. and, the, and the little bags are because those are categorized. This is going to be our breakfast things. Is that why they have the little small ones? Because I would want to put them in probably what it turns out being, but I wouldn't. I like if I were to say that, that would be unfair to her in the sense that I just don't think it comes out that way. <laughs> like, I think it's like, yeah, I don't know. It might be a little bit of that, but it, it doesn't feel like that when we're packing. It yeah. just feels like, oh, we what about all this? OK, let's put another bag together. <laughs> oh, what about all this? Uh, let's and these are all bag together. like reusable the, the uh-huh, reusable yeah, yeah, sacks yeah. kind of a thing. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, there's not a ton you can fit in those. We'll put like a like bread bag and like dry goods in one. Yeah. And then we'll have board games in the other yeah. just to try and keep them categorized. So at least when I'm unloading stuff, I know where to put it. Uh, yeah. I, you know, what's funny is I didn't really see you pack up or like your process. I just saw like after we'd swept the floors and yeah. wiped the counters off and, and all that down. stuff. And I was like, oh, all my shit's in the hallway right here. <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw your big cooler. That's the last thing that we put in just because that thing barely fits in there with our bags and yeah, uh, but it's nice because let's let's say we have an emergency stop, um, we can yeah. open up the glass and have access to the top of the cooler if we need something that that's chilled. Nice, like an ice cold beer or something, just to kind of take the edge off. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, so yeah, we had an amazing. Uh, oh, I got two things of housekeeping. The Phoenix sessions are now slowly being released. I I think they already had been. The previous week when we recorded in person, we were just too excited to be in person. Right. Uh, By the time this comes out, all three Phoenix sessions should be out on your favorite streaming services. At this point, Futures and Clarity are out on Apple Music and Spotify and Amazon as far as everybody. But uh, there was a hiccup. It yeah. seems with yeah, futures. gosh, everyone was so hung up. So on much that. so, uh, Futures on Apple Music and I guess Amazon Prime Music. Um. That I had clarity in my library before I had features in my library. (laughs) I Um, was surprised you were still having the problem at that point. Right? Yeah. Me too. I was like, oh, well, if this is here, the other one should be here. Right. Nope. Um, So uh, next is Dan Ozzy. Who is Dan Ozzy and why why am I supposed to know who he is and and, and care? Oh, man. I feel like he's in a band or something. Uh, How do you spell his last name? O-Z-Z-I. Oh, you're just going to Google it? I can Google it. No, no, no. Uh, No, couldn't, couldn't tell you. Uh, I was Dan Ozzy. He has a new book out called Sellout. Oh, that's and, where I uh, heard it. Yes, correct. Yeah. And let me see. Let me let me look. Biocontact. Dan Ozzy is a Los Angeles based writer, along with Against Me's Laura Jane Grace. He is the co-author of Tranny Confessions of Punk Rock's most infamous anarchist sellout. Uh, which was listed on Billboard's list of the 100 greatest music books of all time. His next book, Sell Out, the major label, Feeding Frenzy, that swept punk, emo, and hardcore 1994-2007, to will be released, was released, on October 26, 2021, by Mariner Books at HarperCollins. For over five years, he served as a staff writer and editor at Vice's 
music site Noisy and has contributed to Billboard, Spin, The Fader, The Guardian, AV Club, and others. His last name is pronounced A-Z-A-H-H-Z-E-E. This photo of this gentleman is by Mitchell Wojcik. Wojcik. Anyway, uh, so I, I I thought Dan Ozzy was in a band or something, but I guess not. Um, and I did want to pull this because I think this person has read it. Yes, this is user underscore blah, blah. four days ago as of recording uh, on the Jimmy World subreddit. It says Dan Ozzy's sellout has a great chapter on Jimmy Eat World, which is why I'm bringing it up. I heard about sellout right around the time it was published last month. I was lucky enough to have convinced my library to buy a copy. I am currently on the waiting list for my library's copy. Uh, it is a brilliant book overall, covering a decade and a half of punk and emo history through the lens of 11 bands, stories, and major label debuts. The third chapter covers Jimmy Eat World with interviews from band members as well as a bunch of other people in their orbit from their formation through the end of the Clarity Era. Has anyone else read it? What were your thoughts? My two biggest takeaways are, one, my impression really is true. They're just fundamentally decent and earnest guys. And two, holy crap, there were so many ways they could have been derailed before they ever got a chance to make their mo- to make most of their music. And we're incredibly lucky to have them and they include the Goodreads link. Um, have you used that, Goodreads at all? Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. Goodreads is dope. I should add you on there. That was um, the most exciting part of his review was that end part where they said, and oh my gosh, there were so many opportunities for them, not opportunities, but yeah. chances for them to have been derailed. And I thought, wow, you hear about all... I mean, there were things that it, I imagined for him to say it that way. There's got to be these yeah. things that we would just be blown away by what they've, they've um, surpassed. Um, and so, uh, here's a, here's, um, the badger on stage two days ago says it's very well constructed and done with love as Ozzy is a big fan of most, if not all of the bands, especially of Jimmy Eat World. If I have a complaint, it's probably not a complaint, more of an observation, but struck me very quickly is that he has greatly tempered his usual biting incisive wit. That's probably a good thing because his wit can easily drip into acrimony. And this isn't a review of the music. It's a history. I feel like he really lets the players tell the stories that were involved. I love it. Yeah, that um, sounds uh, that sounds like so a really yeah. good observation. <laughs> I could yeah, I can imagine sure. how that could get overwhelming, like a whole book uh, of just kind of like snide comments. And yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so lots of people in here are like, oh, thanks for reminding me of this. I'm going to place a place an order at my library. I just ordered it online, all that type of stuff. So Dan Ozzy's book, Sellout, has a great chapter on Jimmy Eat World. I'm excited to read it and those were the two big housekeeping things that i had um for this evening justin any housekeeping from you before we jump into stats no sir let's jump into stats for this uh go ahead i'm interested to see what stats you have the title (laughs) that's a good start is big big cars and there is no ascap information even about this song and that is sort of foreshadowing what we're going to get going down the rest of this yes. list. The yeah, album yeah. is the Futures Mark Trombino sessions, which as far as we're to remember, were leaked on the forums, and that was the only place it was ever really released. It's track one on our Google Drive, and this particular folder was uploaded by friend of the pod, Kevin Brown. Uh, so Big Cars as track one, followed by Jen, Coming Home, Lying Dressed, Sparkle, Shame, Night Drive, Just Tonight, Kill, Nothing Wrong, Untitled, and Hate. 
the bliss which is they all have alternate titles right. and things but um big cars was track number one and the way that these are laid out i'm gonna trust kevin's track name that this is probably from the original uh track list that was provided from the old forums right uh Release date, we I still haven't found. Now we can get to this. I have proof that it was talked about on the forums, but uh, not much. Uh, and we, I guess we can maybe go off of that date, but uh, uh, sometime slightly before that date. On Last FM, there are 1,407 listeners, only 6,367 Scrabbles. Now, at the time I did my research, I had zero Scrabbles. At this point, I have eight. So when I wrote uh, my stats out, I had to go into my iTunes metadata like I have m- more recently. And as of March 13th, 2019, I had four listens to this song. Uh, so eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 now in total that I've listened to this song. Uh, now, with that new link that I've given you, how many scrabbles do you have? A big goose egg, David. I don't have any, man. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, cool. Uh, had you heard the song before? No, I hadn't. So this was a brand new one for me. It it definitely felt very new to me in the sense that, like, I was like, okay, like, of many of the songs that I'm like, yeah, I've heard this song before. This one felt very green. I was like, I guess I can kind of say that i've heard it before but maybe not so interesting structure nothing on tune bat but how many three four time songs does the band have i found for me this is heaven and then uh, yeah that's the only one i I know i can pull off the top of my head right now i i searched through all of our notes i didn't even neither you or i had that for me this is heaven is three four times in our show notes <laughs> so when i searched all our show notes for like three slash four i unless the track was three of four <laughs> right. i did not find the i didn't find it. so as far as we can tell and i know we have listeners that will correct us on right, this, yeah. 111 songs in we've only found two three four time songs which it is not surprising but uh still uh kind of interesting yeah, um, I thought I found one, but the only one I had school down, and I have a question. The intro sounds three four. Oh yes, I did see. Yeah, that. it yeah. wasn't even a, a confirmation <laughs> on that one. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's an interesting. It took me a while to like figure it out, but the snares are on the three and then the one, and it it makes this interesting gallop to it. So the twos never get a snare. So, but they sound next to each other because it's on the three one three one. Three one right. three one, and it has this like gallop to it that yeah, it's an interesting count. Um, and unfortunately, I did tweet at Zach about it, thinking, "Oh, he'll like this." When I'm talking drums, uh, I got nothing. Not a got, not a thing. Not even a. I I couldn't tell you, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then um. I feel like I saw some people in the community. There was not a lot of chatter in the community that I found. Now I'm interested to see what you found. You're really good at going through Reddit and stuff like that. But uh, in terms of like, uh, I feel like I saw people saying, oh, it wouldn't have fit futures and blah, blah, blah. Obviously there's the big people, the people that love anything that's unreleased. And they're like, oh, that should have been on futures. But there's some cool twinkly guitars in the pre-chorus that I do think are very indicative of futures. Yep. so uh, those are the notes, stats, and structure I have okay. for this song. 
Shall we get into lyrics? Let's do it. I had to pull mine from song meetings. Okay. Because this was not even on Genius that I could find. Grabbed. I grabbed uh, song meanings, which was, that was all lowercase. There was no punctuation, nothing, right? Listen, yes, listen correct. to it, reformatted it, and then Attaboy. and then I All went right, I didn't through even get that far. And, and the the SoundCloud, which we'll read, I'll read a bit of this. But did you read the uh, description underneath that the SoundCloud uh, post, or what we would call the second remaster? The remaster? No, so, I didn't. Yeah, there's they actually had gone through and, and redid the lyrics a little bit better, but I had already oh. annotated them at that time. Oh. So I did reference them just to make sure I had the right oh, lyrics. Oh yeah, I see them here now. In my I, I copied the YouTube link. Yeah. Before I saw the SoundCloud yeah. one, and then I was like, "Oh, okay." So yeah, so I just use that. Uh, this to is confirm. cool. There's lots of great uh, information about how they use exactly. certain plugins and things. Interesting. Yep. So we'll go through that in a in a moment. Oh, when and we talk they included about their Google Plus profile page. So you that's bet. Good. And uh, <laughs> well, I guess we'll get on the username of that person when we get there. But they are they are oh, part of the yes, Discord yes, yes, for yes. sure. Okay, I'm familiar. Yes. So okay, let's jump through these lyrics. In fact, I looked at. There's no difference in the lyrics once you get past. The ha- halfway point of the song, it's just the repetition of the chorus, and that's pretty much indicative of other demos that yeah. we've heard the band do. Uh, and I feel like even Jim has discussed this semi recently that we've covered on the pod is that you, you write a verse, you write a chorus, and then you just paste in the first verse again, so you yep. can kind of like, oh, what can we do musically here? Let's not worry about the lyrics so much, right. you know? Um, right. But yeah, so there's not a lot to go through. I do think this. Uh, I messaged you last week about this could be a charged episode with with what and I'm coming. interested because I didn't read the lyrics. So. Okay, yeah. So uh, it starts off with this: uh, "It's not a dream. Watch your lips move, but can't hear. I can see everything else is unclear." And I and I think they're saying here is what they're saying is I can't believe what I'm seeing. You're saying something to me, but it just isn't processing. It's it's not mm-hmm. making sense. Which Made me think of this quote here. I see your lips moving, but I can't make out the words. I'm deaf. <laughs> That's good. That's all I can think of. Is like when you see somebody like, am I making sense to you or, or am I just flapping my gums? Right. This is from the perspective of somebody uh, receiving, like, receiving that and maybe trying to focus, but they can't. Uh, and then we get a little bit more into the story here with the second half of verse one. Uh, cameras on. Fixed on one face and on tears. What a scene. Fly us in and you'll all cheer. And I think now we're getting into, since we're mentioning camera, uh, fixed on the face and on tears, I think they're talking about the media and how they can skew perception. What I a see scene. It for sure. Yeah, what a scene. Fly us in and you'll all cheer. Uh, which reminds me, I remember getting in, it, it might have been at CSUN or it might have been, oh, you know what? No, it was in my high school. I want to say it was political science, but they, that, Mr. Love said, hey, man, there's a there's a saying in the news industry. If it bleeds, it leads. And that's right. And so I that's what I get here is that the camera's fixed on one face and on tears. That person that's going to give them the emotion that they need yep, to get their the story. story the, yep. Yep. So what a scene. Fly us in. And that's the scene is flying us in and you'll all cheer. Like, let's make a spectacle out of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So we're getting this 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 sort of setup of two individuals there's the the narrator which is observing all of this happen and then there's the actual uh what he's observing which i believe is the media uh sort of taking the reins and watching them go through their emotions with how they how they create a story how they run a story etc 
So, and this is where I think it, it really makes sense is this little pre-chorus here is if there's some, if there's something wrong, you just press delete. And it's so simple now that you're in the digital age with being able to just swipe and delete something. Like even, what was it today? I think we were taking pictures and I, t I took a picture of, of Lindsay and I showed her, she goes, no, that's bad lighting or something like that. So I swiped and deleted it and then did another one. I go, this one, uh, this one doesn't look that good either. Let's change over here. And how simple it is when, let's just say, for example, my grandfather, when he would take his photo with his uh, F, his, uh, was it the, the Canon, or I'm sorry, the Nikon FM1. You know, it's a little SLR, but it's, it, it runs film. So he'd had 24 shots. So he'd have mm. to get it right the first time. Oh, yeah. But now in the digital age, it is so easy if something goes wrong, if, the, if it's a bad story or if they say something incorrect or if it's just a bad, let's just say this isn't going to get us the, the numbers that we want. Just press delete. Yeah. And that's like that. It's that it's that way that Jim or if it's a false flag operation, Justin, <laughs> and they don't follow the script, Justin. Right. <laughs> OK, if it's staged and we didn't land on the moon. OK. If there was a wrong shadow, then we delete that footage and we go again. Yeah. Back to one. Back to one. Just press delete. If there's an R in track four, then we fucking change the name of the song, okay? Because tracks one through seven have no R's, okay? Remember that? Oh, man, yeah. there's something. That's got to be planned. Except for oh, 555, man. which I understand. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> You're right, dude. Plandemic, I'll tell you what. He said... <laughs> Yeah, and this is oh, nice man. because it's just one single line, and which makes it even more prominent. And there's yeah. that even a break after that. If there's if wait, is it, if there's something, if something wrong, wrong, you, you just, just press, press delete. delete. Yeah, that's the pre-chorus. Yeah. Yes, and then they go in. So you're talking about the drums. Yeah. So we go back to that. And the chorus goes like this. Oh, I'm sorry. So if there's something wrong, you just press delete. I think they're talking about footage and trying to capture that perfect uh -huh, shot. yeah okay and this is where the twinkly guitars are very futuristic yes. yeah oh yeah totally this is 23 this has elements you yeah, have of so many different tracks definitely yeah. that 23 twinklies uh your family can sleep well tonight we're a long long way until all the good names for your big cars will be used now with the my annotation on this one you gotta, explain to me. You gotta kind of stick with me on this. So just explain it. Oh, okay, <laughs> let me put on my tinfoil hat. No, no, no. I no. Nah, well, <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. Do it. Put it on. <laughs> uh, your family can sleep well tonight. I actually hear Dan Rather saying that. That's the image I get. Is your family oh, okay, can, cool. yeah, can uh -huh. sleep well tonight? It's kind of a. It doesn't necessarily have to be a, a negative thing. I think Dan Rather was a cool guy anyway. But that's who I picture saying it. So in my mind, I'm already envisioning uh, a reporter or uh, a journalist saying that line. Mm -hmm. And then this is where it gets a little bit fuzzy. And, and every look, this song's open to everyone's own personal interpretation here. This is how I gathered it. So big cars represent physically large as well as important vehicles. So let's say in our case, we were talking like SUVs. And especially in this time, 2004, 2005, there were a lot of SUVs that were coming on the market. I think gas was still pretty inexpensive. Uh, I remember that was around the time that there was that roll. They had to put start putting the rollover notifications on the visors because 
Mm. They were so tall. These these vehicles were so tall that they would just kind of topple over. Um, but it's like America and even the world was like, let's go bigger. Let's go bigger. See how That's big right. we can yeah. get. Uh, and then, and now I think all car manufacturers are no longer making sedans, right? Yeah, at least U.S. Uh, they're, auto manufacturers. They're, mov- they're moving into like the like not a hybrid, but uh, a sport utility vehicle kind of a thing, but a yeah. smaller one. Have you seen the Mustang SUV? It's kind of interesting looking. Yes, yeah, it looks. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in those. It looks like a Mustang, right? I I, I whether or not people like it, you gotta commend the product designers. Yeah, that, like understood the assignment right <laughs> and i'm not even a mustang guy the minute i saw it i was like oh shit that's a mustang <laughs> yeah right yeah you can tell by the, like all the these visual cues oh yeah. yeah definitely uh and and so with this song yeah i i think they're they're mentioning big cars as being two separate things one being physically large and then the fact like a big car that's an important car an important vehicle and so the model names make them memorable in my case toyota sequoia you know, that's what we drive, uh, like a Porsche Cayenne, Lexus GX, all three models of SUVs that came out in that year, bigger, oh. better, like, and, and let's say Lexus and Porsche, those were like luxury uh, sports cars. And now they've moved into the family market with, with SUVs. So, and even Toyota Sequoia, I remember hearing this before I even had one was Sequoia was uh, purportedly the biggest SUV you could get. In fact, yeah. I checked again. The 2022s are the biggest SUV you can get in that size. I mean, aside from um, like an Expedition or They're something. bigger than a Suburban? No, like the Expedition oh. and the Suburbans are in a different category. Oh, this, I see. In this category that I'm not sure exactly what it would be called, um, like mid to large SUV, they're, okay, they're yeah. the biggest. So anyway, let's keep keep that in mind. The fact that there can be... Physically large cars and very important vehicles. Let's take the cars out of the equation now and apply it to media and stories. And I think they're referring to just headlines and saying, don't worry. Essentially, they're saying, don't worry your pretty little head. We have a lot more to share with you. There's a lot more stories that we can twist and and put in front of you, you know, when you're sitting down with your family, the the 7 o'clock news. Um, We were a long, long way from that until all the good names for your big cars will be used. So it's... For me, it's a stretch to pull that in, but that's what I thought. In, for it being a song titled "Big Cars" and then in the chorus they bring up big cars, I thought, how do they how do they associate big cars with what I think they're talking about, which is the media? And I just figure it's going to be a title of a let's a headline is on the same level as either an important, iconic, or the actual model of of a big car. okay to take off the tinfoil hat now david that was the deepest (laughs) that i go with yeah no it wasn't yeah but what would you think with not to put you on the spot but big cars could do do you glean anything different from that chorus i was looking at i was trying to i looked at like what was the name of this article 20 suvs of the 2000s their automakers want us to forget now it's not (laughs) necessarily about that but i'm like liberty h2 aztec like is there some like triggering name in here like um and i'm trying to put my 2004 glasses on right like not so much like so (laughs) i mean you know uh at the time this had come out bush had uh, was almost done with his first term so there's like liberty maybe like like was that a, a triggering word of some way, but, but not as much as I feel like it would be now in 2021 as like a 
sort of like red flag type of uh, right. Uh, right. virtue Term. signaling type of deal. Um, like Navigator, um, M Class. That doesn't uh, make me think of anything. But Class. yeah, I was trying to see if any of these names triggered any sort of like, oh, maybe it was about this. No, nothing came up in all of okay. these names here. But you were on the same you were on the same track as I was, where there's some kind of. I mean, for them to say big cars, there's some yeah. there's some kind of reference. Uh, and big for me was that was the key was that you can interpret yeah. big in a couple of different ways. And, and then it got a little bit tinfoil hatty. Yeah. OK, so that's how that's where I feel Jim went with this is that just uh, putting cars and headlines essentially on the same yeah. level. OK, but take what you want from that. Verse two, um, I can't believe there's so much love that we all share. So lie to me. All I know is I don't care. I think this line is said with sarcasm, as if we're shown that we can be these loving beings, but really we can't stand one another. Uh, and then, so lie to me. He's saying to the media, continue spouting these lies. I don't care. I'm I'm aware of what you're doing, and you're gonna you're gonna you know you do you, and I'm just gonna sit here and turn off the TV, um, and that'll be fine. Every you know everyone goes on living because you can't stop the journalists from journalisting. Right. If they're going to be if they're going to make uh, if they're going to keep working at the network, the station, they're going to be bringing yeah. these big, interesting stories to light. So and the last unique couple of lines here. So before with the pre-chorus, we had if there's something wrong, you just press delete. And the, then it went straight to the chorus. For yes. The now, this yep. one, there's a second line again. So if there's something wrong, you just press delete. All the journalists say we'll have time to eat. Uh, and I think this is, again, with just killing a story. The journalist line is referring to the power that they have over the story. And at the end of the day, they can say, we don't have to rush. We don't have to rush this. We got time to eat. We, it, it's, right. They're on our schedule. So we decide when to give them the story. Uh, but in the meantime, don't don't fret over it. We can <laughs> we got time to eat. Yeah. Just like and I think of that as like, do you want to are we going to have to skip lunch? No, nah, no. Nah. We'll eat all three meals today. <laughs> we'll be perfectly fine. And that was the last different, the last unique lyric. And then it jumps into the chorus twice. So it goes, your family can sleep well tonight. We're a long, long way until all the good names for your big cars will be used. That's twice. I'm trying to see, is there something we're not see? Is there something we're missing? Like, is it at this point, we're three years removed from 9-11. So like, I I mean, shit, we almost started this pod. I mean, we're going on our third year of the podcast. Right. Uh, uh, right. I mean, we're in our second years. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. it's like, yeah, is there something I'm missing um, where it's like it was m- more readily available and thought of? Uh, he does say fly us in. I don't think they'd be that literal, but the your family can sleep all the night is what sort of triggered this thought in my head. Like people were afraid. Uh, You know, anything was possible. Right. Right. After 9-11. So like these type of the journalists say we have time to eat like you know what i mean like everybody's telling you you're gonna believe that there's nothing you're not in imminent danger because oh you know what the news i read that yes, incorrectly please. you're right so yeah all the journalists say we'll have time to eat we are the the ones that are watching the show i gotcha i had that mixed up so um so if this wasn't clear, I was actually thinking the journalists have the time to ah, take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you that makes way more sense with with uh, the whole song. 
they're saying they're giving us these pleasing words that yeah directly uh, are associated with that your family can sleep all the night they say we all have time we have time to eat we don't have to worry about anything so pulling right. pulling the wool or that uh, the curtain again and then have you seen that crazy YouTube video of like uh, I, I think it's a joke I'm pretty sure it's a joke but that Robert Zemeckis had predicted 9-11 and it's all uh, laid out in Back to the Future no oh gosh oh man that's a good watch <laughs> But uh, but basically, uh, um, the something made me think of that, I guess, is that there's something wrong. You just press delete type of deal like in, in the sense that was a scripted. It was it an inside job or whatever. That was a big thing at the time. 9-11 was an inside job or some bullshit. Um, the loose change documentary. And even that guy, the loose change that did the loose change documentary. He was like, uh, I, I, he didn't make it as a joke. But he regrets having made it because he didn't have the. Uh, they talked about it on Armchair Dangerous, and they talked to that guy. I guess it's that he didn't think I shouldn't speak out of school. There's an episode of Armchair and Dangerous where they talk to the guy that made the Loose Change documentary, and he he really wish he hadn't. Um, and he's still a little tinfoil hatty, but specifically about that, he's like, "Oh man, no, I wish I hadn't created that." <laughs> yeah. You're familiar with that doc right that was like that was the 9-11 is an yeah. inside job so like, long thing. ago though yeah. yeah 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 totally so I, i'm just trying to see it's like is there something and maybe i'm uh maybe i maybe because you had like trigger warned me like oh this could get political or something i'm in that headspace uh-huh. but uh but i I don't know when you like I said, I didn't read the lyrics. And when you were reading the first verse, I was imagining news footage on a CRT television, like zoomed in way too far. Like, you know what I mean? Right. And fly uh, fly us in and you'll all cheer. I think of um, what is the it's not Air Force One, but it's the helicopter. uh, Oh, yeah. uh, Marine one. Marine one. Yeah. That's what I think of. Whereas everyone everyone can see it's a it's a spectacle. And, you know, with the wind and and the president of the United States you know, yep. essentially exiting from that vehicle, waving at everybody, deuces. Yep, <laughs> that was that was what Nixon said at the end. Yeah, notable Nixon <laughs> quote: "Deuces," I think is uh, was his final word as president. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm glad you made uh, that so, observation, though. I don't know. You know, forty four J pod. Let yeah. us know what you think. I'm excited to see what our guest thinks. Right. <laughs> So Having yeah. not been tainted by our uh, tinfoil hattery here. <laughs> so we have a musical break, which is actually a pretty cool musical break. Then the chorus again, but this time uh, Jim sings up on Long, yeah. Long Way, which is cool. Long, long, long way. Yeah. <laughs> so two more times with the chorus and and then we close out that track. So oh, do you we want, are do, a long, long way. Do you want to listen to it since it's Been so saying for years? Yes. Now, do we want to listen to the OG demo? I, you know what? One. I built or remaster two. I built my rave DJ off of that one, the original, that, the OG, the game. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Just because uh-huh. I felt like this is this is what people listened to if they right. had the original file. This is what's in my iTunes for sure. Gotcha. Okay, so that's what I have. Do you want to? I'll, I'll queue it up in. Uh, Please. Yeah. This is from Steve's Rare Music, who we'll be hearing from later. One 
One, two, three. Yeah. One, yep. two, three. One, two, three. One, two, That drop D. Yeah, I love that harmony on delete. How he says till all the good. How he goes into that line. It's flowy. What song do you hear coming after this one <laughs> in your head? Oh, like if it were on Futures? Yeah. Yep, that's the same that's the same place my mind goes, dude. It's so funny. <laughs> same track. <laughs> I got a story it's almost finished. <laughs> All right. I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah, man. Didn't even hint to anything. You had the same no. thought as me. That uh, was my gut. Yeah. That's Jimmy, good. Jimmy Eat gut. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i should have called the uh the weight loss segment <laughs> instead of surviving jimmy eat gut yeah. <laughs> uh jimmy ate pod jimmy eat pod jimmy eat gut man we just got all the different puns yep oh man uh do you want to listen to a little bit of the remastered yeah let's so do it. this is i think it's i definitely noticed in the drums 
Yes. Uh, it's almost a little too uh, wispy, like, for me. Oh, okay. You know? It's got a little too much of that. Which one are we listening to? One uh, or two? This is one. I'm sorry. This is Matt Hall's remastered by Mc- got Machine Stuff or MCH and Stuff. So it might be Matt Hall and Stuff. Uh-huh. Uh so let me let me read his description. Uh, here's a great song I love from Jimmy Roll that never got album treatment. It's an outtake from Future, so more uh, or more so a cut from the Trombino sessions. Always loving the song, but feeling like the rough recording didn't allow the song to reach its full potential. I finally took it upon myself to take that rough recording and mix it into something closer to what I think it could have sounded like had it made the album. I've had some classic Jew arrangements, including bells, a Hammond B3, and some good old oh. static noise. So let's listen to this. Check this out. So, yeah, this was posted April 10th, 2013. Sounds cleaner. It does. Now, I wonder if he did splitter and then mixed each instrument on its own. I've always wondered what that would sound like. Yeah. You get so much bleed, but it's possible. Yeah, there's some low end in there. You can, you can hear Zach's bass drum for sure. <laughs> there it is. some piano in there it's cool oh yeah tasty I like how he's, and I mentioned this in the other one. I like how Jim goes until all the good names. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it doesn't, it's not so staccato. It's like till all the good names. Yeah. But I, he just kind of scoops it up until yep. all the good names. He's oh, actually yawning comes. during that. <laughs> yeah. It kind of sounds like it. <laughs> so that was remaster. Did you ever see that movie white noise with Michael Keaton? Is uh 2005. That's what that uh for that static coming in the middle of it. No, is, but I, I think what was the Randy Quaid one? Uh, interference. Oh, no, I not, know. It was, it was Dennis Quaid. It was story. Dennis Quaid. Do you remember that one, Dennis Quaid? It was where he could hear his. 
I, either his is it himself in the past or his dad? Yeah. He's talking to his dad. Yeah, that's it. That's through the, his ham radio, yes. and then he ends up talking to himself. It's like a time travel movie, right. a little bit. Yes, that's yeah, the Dennis yeah, Quaid yeah, yeah. one. Yeah, but yeah, then you're but you're thinking of a different movie. I can't. Uh, I am White Noise, but yes, I okay. think it's a similar uh, situation. Yes, I'm sure I saw that. Though I saw a lot of films mid two thousands. Ah, yeah, Michael Keaton. Uh, <laughs> Me too. And then I felt the need to go buy the DVD at Best Buy, whether I liked it or not. It yeah. was like, oh, I saw this movie in theaters. I should own it now. <laughs> what? That's the only logical follow-up step. That's the next step. Yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. Uh, so my my qualm or my issue with uh, Matt Hall's was it sounds like the high end is a little too high or it was exported at like... Frequency was the 32. That's it. Frequency. I like yeah. frequency. Yeah. Well, I like Dennis Quaid. Jim Caviezel's in it. Oh, oh boy. yeah. That's the Talk guy. tinfoil hats, man. <laughs> I always thought that Jim Caviezel looked like Bob Denver's son. Like, if Gilligan had a son, it would be oh. Jim Caviezel. Is that I right? I could see that, yeah. Kind of? Jim Caviezel is <laughs> Gilligan. <laughs> in. This time it's personal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Michael Sarah is in this. Oh, I see. He's the kid. Oh, wow. Yeah. What how, what year is it? Uh, how old was he then? This is 2000. <laughs> he was 10 years old. Jeez. Okay. That's probably why it didn't click. Wow. Well, let's see. Was he 10 was years old? Was he just old, as awkward then? A 10 year old. <laughs> he was 12. Um, oh, hey. Oh. <laughs> that uh, Charlie Brown sound. K Pax. Oh, man. Some of the movies that are coming up now. Oh, you know what I remember from K-Pax? There was a I didn't I never saw the whole film, but I do the, the scene of Kevin Spacey eating the banana with the peel on it. That's the one uh, piece I remember from the trailer. I just remember it. I never saw it, but I remember that Kevin Spacey looked like Bono on the poster. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> he definitely did with the, with the sunglasses, right? Yeah, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, is that the guy from U two? <laughs> oh man. Uh, anyway. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so, did I finish saying what I said? What I wanted to say about the bitrate? Did I mention oh, bitrate at all? Probably not. Uh, no, oh, you didn't. We okay. All I wanted movies. to say was it, it just sounded like the high end was too too <laughs> right crushed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is. Too, oh, it's it's the red. <laughs> it's the red <laughs> uh, lenses. That's what's making them look like Bono. Yeah, the tinted lenses. Look oh, behind yeah. him. There's uh, there's the edge. <laughs> yeah. He's he's actually holding a guitar there, yeah. Jeff Bridges, as the edge. Kevin Spacey is yeah. Bono. Uh-huh. Needs oh, more man. delay. I, I mean, if I look up K-Pax Bono, there's no way nobody, like, didn't already do this. Right. Let's see. I want to see if there's any result. K-Pax Bono, somebody. Okay. Prots, I guess that's his character's name, signature sunglasses are actually a favorite pair owned and worn by U2's frontman Bono. <laughs> The glasses are brand D-I-T-A, and style is discontinued. So do you think that, I mean, I imagine that because Bono was such a an iconic figure and had these glasses, do you think that D-I-T-A, or D-Dub maybe, uh, they let him know and they say, hey, you know, hey, we're going to discontinue this. Do you want to buy some up? And I imagine he bought up oh, yeah, he the, bought them all. the remainder of their stock, and that's why they're discontinued and unavailable. Yeah. Okay, that's really that's so that's funny. Nobody, nobody just made a K-Pax poster with Bono's face on it. That's that's bonkers to me. 
That's the bonkers banana to me. Dude. <laughs> yeah. And with as canceled as Kevin Spacey is, remember that weird video he did where he was like playing his character from that show that he was on on Netflix? Yeah. Oh, man. Like saying how, oh, that was weird. Yep. Anyway, uh, why don't we just deep fake Bono into the movie? It's probably <laughs> like, like a 12 year old could do it. This, that's the perfect, like, you know how like people are always getting undercut because somebody's nephew can do it. And it's always, it's always a bad idea and it always looks bad. Right. I would say give the 12 year old, give somebody's nephew this job of like yeah. deep faking Bono into K-Pax. I, I don't know that many people are like wanting K-Pax. There's look, just like so there's like, somebody that made that, <laughs> the realization of, of the type of shades that he was wearing. There's somebody yeah, out right. there that wants it. At least one person. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all that K-Pax says in the new movie. <laughs> Uno, dos, tres, catorce. Catorce. <laughs> oh, man. I don't like many U2 songs. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's it. Uh, let's talk about the BBS forum. Okay. I took a screenshot. How are you getting these screenshots? Because let me go to mine. So mine for the BBS, I was, where's my BBS at? I mean, mine is on the forum index, not on the actual post. You know what I did? I linked to the wrong page. Attaboy. Let's Attaboy. see. I need to go. I needed to go to bbs.jimmyroll.com. Yeah, I. This well, is I'll send you the link that I'm looking at. It's yeah. April 18th, 2005. I can neither go up or down. Yeah, that's the one so that this I was is the only at. index I have of this. So the demo was posted at least before April 18th, 2005. And the record came out in late 2004, October 2004, I believe. Um, so I can see that it's a multi-page thread with at least three pages as of April 18th, 2005. Uh, it had 417 views, 27 replies. But I can't see. We can see what they posted as the as the started the thread or it, when it was started. Well, the thread was started Crow by Crow T Robot. Yeah, by Crow T Robot. And if you hover over big cars, it tells you what they wrote. So they wrote is, it, is a good song, and that was it. But yeah, thread yeah. name. Yeah, big cars. Is hover text yeah. is a good song. So Crow T Robot um, if, did post it. If but, I click on Crow T Robot's username, it takes me to a non-indexed page. Right. Um. But this is on uh, other things on here. You got Roller Queen, Jimmy Eat World, Dash, Regret. All I have to say is the song is amazing. I hope it finds its day in the sun very soon. It's amazing how they can write such amazing songs. Good things coming. And Regret, if I recall, is another Trombino Sessions song. Let's see. Regret. No. And do I have Regret in this? Oh, man, we're going to have to go fishing because it's not on our list of songs. Uh, 44JPod, what's regret? Yeah. <laughs> we'll get a lot of responses on that one. Apparently, it's a great song that is going to hopefully one day get its due. <laughs> um, so then there's a poll clarity game round Zen. Uh, this one is really hard. I like three. So we've always been doing polls in the community, apparently. Good to go, question mark, says Elrond39. Am I mistaken, or is there a good to go EP? Uh, the Dublin disaster. Must get this off my chest. Ah, I think we've talked about this. This is just shove J-O-B. Uh, I've kept quiet about this since getting back to the States. I really just need to tell someone about what happened to me on my trip to Dublin. Same week of Jimmy World show there. 
Yes, I vaguely remember this story. Ugh. We must have come across this somewhere yeah. else. Uh, my live collection available to download. This is by far the most popular thread with 228 replies. It's got four stars for some reason, um, but it's uh, Weezer 17. So you apparently were yeah, uh, I was <laughs> sharing out your entire live collection of Jimmy World. Anyway, lots of fun stuff in here, uh, but big cars at the top of this uh, page index. Uh, from 2005, April 2005. So, um, and that regret post only has six replies, but 145 reviews. Oh, I wish I could see it. No. <sighs> how is this? I mean, really, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep saying it every time I go to this. How is this gone? How does somebody <laughs> not make like? Let's say it shuts down, or they they close it, and they say we're gonna shut down the forums and all that. How does someone not make a local backup of this and have it? Yeah. Somewhere that can be, even if it's accessed. Maybe to we local. can reach out to Gelsoft Enterprises Limited. That's down at the bottom. And see if somebody yeah. there, yeah, has it. I'm sure that's associated with our uh, gentleman from the Patreon that we figured out uh, had posted the it, yeah, live totally. journal. Yeah, Right, so I'm sure they're, they're associated. Like, I, the Contact Us Forum uh, page is still up. Is it? If you scroll all the way to the bottom on the gray bar on the right, Contact Us, hmm. you can click on that. It'll take you to a form that, a form that you can fill out. And it goes into the ether. Yeah. Or we, uh, I see Joyce here. Oh, yeah, Joyce was, was a mod. Yeah, she all was. Right. It, her name in all caps, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much uh, involved then. All right. Well, we'll grill Joyce when the yeah. time comes <laughs> about the song Regret. And if, if she was a moderator. You would have known. Does she have a local backup of yeah, this? Yeah, come somewhere? on. <laughs> I think they're keeping hush hush. We'll, we'll, we'll see if we can uh, grease her palm yeah. there and. Get her to talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what Patreon's been for, so we can read the BBS forum posts. Yeah. Uh, and there's 10 pages of threads just in Ugh. 2005. And I think we found that the forum was going until 2008. Um, but yeah, one capture for the Futures Era forums, I mean, at least. So there. Wow. Good find. Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, so that is all I have for track notes <laughs> perfect there isn't a lot on this one it's a cool song. no it's so weird it's well, like it doesn't exist let me do this then i will uh i'm gonna go ahead and read this is the third or the second remaster the third version of this that you and i had come across uh and this is an individual that is on the discord and and pretty involved uh i keep wanting to say not safe for like not safe for work but their username oh, is yeah. nfsf1 mclaren so i think they're into i think they're into cars I'm assuming yeah. that because McLaren is a European uh, Formula One. I might, they might just be a high-performance uh, vehicle manufacturer. But I know that they have – there was a video game that was called McLaren F1. For, I think it was at SNES. I remember that, yeah. It was either NES or SNES. But it was, it was basically like a Monaco Grand, like Grand Prix racing. So I, anyway, I imagine this person may have some uh, – some loose affiliation with vehicles. Anyway, this is what they have put. So NFSF1 McLaren on their SoundCloud for their version, uh, Big Car Second Remaster. This song is an outtake from Mark Tromino's sessions of Jimmy World's fifth album, Futures, before the internal conflict that caused his departure and Gil Norton to produce the album. It never found the light of day until the demos got released on the internet along with along the other demos of the sessions within and yes i know there's another remaster of the song hence the second remaster mix heck borrowed some ideas from that remaster such as the static radio noise which is a bit more prominent on this mix as well as 
Uh, oh, as well, I wanted to make the song sound like something, uh, something like it would end up on the final album and do justice to it at the same time. So they go and, and uh, pop in their socials, link to the original demo, which I imagine is going to be uh, Steve's Rare Music, Matt Hall's first remaster, and then a link to the some of the stuff. But then they went through uh, all the trouble of uh, basically rewriting out the lyrics with, in parentheses, right. in parentheses the... It's not a dream, not a dream. So have a, having all those Ooh. in there, which is really neat to have. Uh, and, and they chose to go with Till, which I think makes more sense. When you listen to Jim sing it, uh, your family can sleep well tonight. We're a long, long way till all the good names yeah. for your big cars will be used. So I like that they chose uh, Till there. So let's listen to just a little bit of this. And I'll slap this buddy and and watch together. Although this is a SoundCloud, I don't know. I don't do well with these SoundClouds. I, I always <laughs> click the wrong play button if it hits. Yeah, I know up. totally. Okay.
Nice. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, we got a, a lot of uh, folks in here. We got Cars Simplified. We got Greg with the Green Walls. I love that there's uh, Valeria Carrasco, who I we haven't seen in the community before. But wow, you really cleaned up the noise. So uh, Valeria even knows the noise. Uh, yeah. Print on the original version. Um, there was a the the twinkle part that and you it sounded like I could hear in the left channel a lot more of the strummed guitar and in the right it was way more. Uh, Ooh, I'm excited to hear that spread because yeah, I get this, a mono feed. Right? So. Yeah, you'll enjoy that. It's very uh, mm, very clean. Tasty. Oh, very yeah. <laughs> very tasty. Mmm. <laughs> I'm like that meme where the guy's looking at the burger. Mmm. <laughs> The sound I imagine he's making. Uh, What do I have? Oh, this was... I'm ready to move to community if you are. Yes, I have got my links up. This is when the country of the United States had uh, been born, I guess? Oh, okay. Give me a number. 76. Yes, baby. Big cars, futures, trombino sessions... 2004, number 76 on Jake T. O'Donnell's list of the top 100 Jimmy Eat World songs in an attempt to capitalize on the success of Bleed Americans, the guys, Bleed Americans, Bleed American, (laughs) the guys got back into the studio for a new record with Mark Trombino, who had produced Static, Clarity, and Bleed American, and had been the drummer in one of their favorite bands, Drive Like Jehu. A little faster than they should have. They wound up scrapping those sessions. There were hurt feelings. Trombino called Jim a pussy in print. <laughs> but years later, they smoothed it over and Trombino produced Invented. Several of the songs they worked on for Futures ended up on the Stay on My Side Tonight EP. Demos from the sessions leaked. And Big Cars is the best of the unreleased songs that came out of it. It's the only song on my list to have never have to never have any kind of official release. Even Jen was released internationally. I enjoy it because of how diverse the music is here, despite it clearly not being a fully baked and finished mix. Lyrically, I think this was an attempt by Jim to come to grips with the sudden fame, the middle and bleed American brought them cameras on, Fixed on one face and all tears. What a scene. Fly us in and they'll all cheer. Oh, interesting. That's an interesting take on the lyrics. Being uh, the face of this band on the international scene. And everywhere you show up, everybody's uh, cheering for them. That's an interesting take. Yeah. Uh, that That they never actually tried to do on a record. I'm not sure why Big Cars never actually got released. It's certainly good enough. Maybe they'll revisit it someday, says Jake T. O'Donnell at number 76. That is what I have for community. Justin, do you have anything yeah. interesting? Any interesting tidbits from uh, around well, the my, community? My normal stuff. I'll start with the, uh, the, the most uninteresting one, which is the stats from uh, Pebble Swift's tw- uh, Future Survivor oh, yes. 2018 results. And uh, so he did uh, B-sides, consider this a B-side. There were six, I guess five rounds and then one winner. But this one was out in round two, Mm. uh, only to be 
I guess, bested. I don't know what the opposite of that is, but Jen was out first. And then went big cars, then work, you and Sparkle uh, tied. And then when I want, and then Shame ended up winning. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was out fairly soon. Uh, two years ago, Tech Noir Light uh, posted a, in self. Uh, futures could be like this. And I think this is what you were talking about, what you kind of came across with, what could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, except this individual took every one of the extra tracks or B-sides and threw them into this monster of an album is what they ended up coming up. <laughs> uh, here are all the songs recorded in Futures era at, with and without Mark Trombino. Uh, in my opinion, there is something that that unite all these songs, something that make them sound in the same mood. So I don't know why I decided to list them all. Uh, if the band who uh, would decide not to split them into EPs and various limited editions, it would make a great album. So this is how theirs go. Futures, When I Want, Sparkle, the world you love, which I believe already sits there at track four. Mm-hmm. I think. Drugs are me. Polaris kill you. Track nine is work. Then half right. Night drive. Nothing wrong. Thirteen. Uh, just tonight. Fourteen. Track fourteen is big cars. So then they go on to say uh, over pain. The concept. Gen disintegration. Shame closer. And then twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> I think this came across when we were doing 23's research and uh, On Bremsch On Licht says the fact that 23 would be track 22 is frustrating. <laughs> Which I get. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, and then Ginger Guitar is 92. Uh, I don't know, man. This album is so perfect to me. I almost always listen to it from front to back. The EPs have their own feel and the B-sides aren't the same quality production-wise. I wouldn't change a thing. Futures uh, 2004. Three years ago, asks a complete B-sides list. Does anyone have any comprehensive knowledge of all Jimmy's B-sides? I guess we could include demos covers too, but I'm mostly interested in their B-sides. I know the singles from uh, 2000 had some, so since then, here's what I know of. And it's interesting to see Bleed American has Splash Turn Twist, The Most Beautiful Things, No Sensitivity. I guess that list looked larger because of the commas in Splash Turn Twist. Uh, It looks like Futures has the most with Jen, Shame, When I Want, Big Cars, You, and Sparkle. And then uh, Chase This Light has Be Sensible, sensible, uh, Distraction, Open Bar, and Beautiful Is. So we didn't get a lot of B-sides after that. Invented has Aeneas, and then Integrity Mm -hmm. Blues has My Enemy. So Futures seems to be the one with with the most. Yeah, they they, uh, siphoned off that spigot pretty quick. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) In this thread, Paul Roger says, Those Static Prevails B-sides you talk of, where can I get them? I have all, if not 99% of the official B-sides. The only one I didn't officially buy is Jen because Zach gave me permission to download it if I could find it. Yep, that's what we, yeah. Uh, This is what they wanted to say. Also, Lucky Denver Mint, New Mix, which is on Never Been Kissed, uh, original soundtrack. And I wouldn't count Big Cars as a B-side because they never officially released it. Uh, Mecha Pangolin, two years ago, an album of B-sides, bonus tracks, and other rarities. I think we brought this one up. My wife and I were having this discussion on the weekend, if you could put together an album of non-album Jimmy Eat Roll tracks, uh, what would make the cut? And their playlist ended up with What I Would Say to You Now, H Model, Open Bar Reception, Anais, uh, or is it Anais? Yeah, I, we don't know yet. Who okay, know? you're right, you're right. I, I, I'm hearing it in my head, and I, I always mix it up. Christmas card. Come and see me tonight. Come and see me tonight. That's it, Anais. Anais. Anais, uh, uh, my wife. Number six, Roller Queen. Number seven, No Sensitivity. And track eight of their 11 was Big Cars. Uh, but they did go on to say this. I love how one, two, the one, two of Be Sensible and Closer 
Anyway, uh, so that was something of a no-brainer to me. And the three tracks between those and Roller Queen seem to fit in terms of sound progression. I keep forgetting how amazing Big Cars is. Uh, a couple more, uh, one more thing I want to say. Shades of Shades two years ago. A thought about demos. I wonder if someday we'll ever get demos from some of the newer albums, Damage I Be Surviving. I know that Zach has talked before about not wanting people to hear the product before it's polished and finished as intended for hearing. But it adds so much of the depth to an album, in my opinion. Uh... Like a glance into the process. The Clarity Futures Era demo is some of my favorite material, mm -hmm. period. What do you guys think? And our boy or girl, Metallicunt, has to say, I still want some quality copy of Lying Dressed after all these years. I know we ended up with the finished article on the Stay On My Side EP, but I always preferred the demo more. Just wish it didn't have those skips at the beginning. I always loved the demo for Big Cars too. Kind of hope we get a finished studio version I was so worried you were going to tell me that lying dressed was big cars. And I was like, oh, God damn it. How did we know, miss this? Now we have to go back. <laughs> let's let's do it on the pod. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. <laughs> nope, it wasn't. I know. I was kind of leading up to something like that. But no, it, it's a it was different. <laughs> yeah. OK, yeah. So that's all they had to say about big cars. Good old metallic. Uh, and I believe that was it. That's what I got wow. for the, the Reddit community. Awesome. Uh, I don't have any covers of the song. Uh, even uh, uh, what's her name? We we don't have a uh, anything to put a robo voice over. No. Nope. Um. Uh. Uh. Text to speech. Um. But I made a rave DJ. It sounds like you also made a rave DJ. What is yes. your rave DJ? Let's called? do mine first because it's god awful. I have uh, not listened to mine. So I had to. I, I thought this was going to be so good. Mine is called Holiday Eat World. Oh, I love the name. Me too. I racked my brain. I was like, what? What rock songs do I know that are three-quarter time? Right. So we went the same route. Right. But you found a holiday song. Yes. And David, I'm sorry to say that Holiday Eat World is cursed. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know so how. So what song is it mixed with? Uh, Weezer's Holiday. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Don't worry, it gets a little better, I think. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe something here. But... It's the Battle of the Sands. <laughs> like they decided okay they're both three four time but yeah, i have two thoughts but yeah. let's try and make it so one song starts on the second beat and the other one starts yes. on the third beat. that's i do that's one of my points is that the way that zach plays big cars he's hitting on the three and the one right. that's throwing off the rave exactly DJ, which does not give me much hope for mine okay. but the second is if that's holiday eat world that's the Columbus Day of rave DJs. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. So uh, so yeah. That I I I fear. 
for my rave DJ, which is called For Me Big As Cars. At least they're the same band. Right. Right. Okay. And so let's see if Zach melds with himself here. And I have not listened to it, and this is the first time we're going to hear it. Please don't be cursed. Okay, here we go. What was it for me? This for is me, big, biggest cars. For me, biggest cars. <laughs> for me, biggest cars. <laughs> All snare. sounds like uh like a progressive rock band and <laughs> they're going into a new song like let's say <laughs> that was actually three different movements yeah, right <laughs> yeah so it sounds like it sounds like a movement where they change tempo uh the key everything <laughs> right when you don't expect it and like what was it for me this is heaven was sped up and big cars was yeah. slowed down to make that work oh that was a mess i don't know i mean i i guess it wasn't as cursed as holiday world but. yeah it wasn't great. Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, I, I just had chills, and I I can't say that it wasn't because of that. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, what are your final thoughts on the song Big Cars um, by the band Jimmy Eat World? Um, I'm going to uh, quote the great uh, David Park on this comment in our spreadsheet. Oh. Low-key banger. Oh, yes, I did you write did that. You did write that. Um, I agree that this is one of those tracks I had not heard before and it uh it surprised me it definitely sounded like demo quality but you can hear the underlying uh the techniques the the abilities of jimmy world and uh, I, it was a treat for me i really like this i do think that it is a, a nice little low-key banger what about you man I, I, I concur with myself from probably <laughs> when i made the spreadsheet um yes i think it's terrific i uh, it, it's such an interesting count. I think Zach did something really interesting on the drums here that I can't imagine he's not going to try to pull out of his pocket again at some point. Uh, I, I guess I hear elements of other future songs in this, and I'd have to listen to the Trombino sessions as a whole to see like, okay, what, what do we think got used for other things later or on futures or something like that? But is there enough left over? that this song could still stand on its own later and be put on whatever comes next for the band. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, I don't think that this would, this doesn't sound too dissimilar to something that could be on surviving. Yeah. And so, you know, if they're still going on that tip instead of going back to an integrity blues clarity type of, type of uh, feel, I, I I could see them maybe going back to this well. And I, I would welcome it with open arms. Uh, I was trying to think of a car analogy there <laughs> <laughs> with open trunk. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Uh, uh, what can I say? We are a long, long way. And I've been saying it for years, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, I, I, that is about all we have to say. Now we have a guest that we will throw it to. But until then, be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes! <laughs> all right. Welcome, friends. Today, tonight... This episode, we have Steve on, a car fanatic, uh, <laughs> a self-professed car fanatic, um, pretty much with us to talk about <laughs> talk about cars, and we're going to talk about a little bit about the uh, the lyrics in this episode because they are quite obscure, and uh, and I know that we're recording this a little bit after, um, a little bit after we David and I had recorded it, but I'm intrigued to hear what you have, your lyric assessment of this. But before we get into that, let's just talk about your history um, with vehicles. How how did you get into cars? There's no one spot I can pinpoint as like the definite genesis of when I started getting into cars. There was definitely Hot Wheels early on, Lego cars early on. And when I was old enough to like start working on cars, my father would have me come along to help DIY repair his pickup truck, but um, I feel like maybe in middle school I started to like get like the hierarchy of like brand name, model name, and then trim level as like this branched system that I could like understand and then like oh this actually makes sense, but um, it depends on like what in what way you're referring to liking cars so like. Hot Wheels early on is just like a very base level, like that car looks cool. And then later on, it's like, now I know how all the parts of the car work, but um, there's and definitely I, a big I gap also, between the two. I also liked how at the, on the bottom of Hot Wheels, you could look and it would have the, the, the make the model and the gear. And you could look at how that vehicle looked and you could, you could figure out the difference between Oh, this uh, this year's or this, I guess this um, generation of Mustang versus the newer one in the like the a '60s version versus the '70s version, and have those both exist together, and, and then drag race them down your uh, the carpet or your your linoleum floor, whatever it is you're racing them down. Yeah, or if you're really fancy, those orange track pieces. Did you have those? I had a few. I didn't use them very often because. A lot of the cars would just fly right off of them because they would. I think there was a generation of them that where the walls would bend to the sides and they'd be these ramps that like they just fly right off and didn't want to break any glass or anything expensive. So uh, those got put away. Why and not? Didn't come. <laughs> well, I would have found it amusing for however long it was until my parents showed up, but uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess like it wouldn't be a, a there would be the base of the the track 
And then you're saying that the sides were no longer 90 degrees. They would sort of like 45 degree out. Yeah. And like the middle <laughs> would no barrier bow any up. Longer. So it was just like, please just fly <laughs> off the track. <laughs> yep. Uh, I do remember uh, many an hour spent at my grandma's uh, lying on the floor, making noises with my mouth, uh, playing with those cars, doing different. Uh, I got really good at big block engines and that like, that the smack that's coming out of the back of those exhaust pipes. Yeah, now, there would definitely uh, be different sounds for V8s and V6s. <laughs> I was I was very excited um, to be able to tell you that I came across your carssimplified.com website organically this time. Nice. Now, it did have to do with, there was a keyword, obviously, that I was using, cars, and in addition to Jimmy Eat World. Um, or, I'm sorry, and yeah, it was... Jimmy World and songs and it was a post called, there it is, 12 Great Automotive Songs. And it was uh, Precision Auto. I'm sorry. That was the track that I found this on. Ah. So you made a playlist on Spotify. You're a Spotify man. I love that. (laughs) Uh, And the very first one was uh, Super Chunks Precision Auto. And you went on to explain uh, a lot about the individual tracks. And you, you said... At the very bottom of this, your self-imposed limit of one song per artist. No cover versions. I loved it. But uh, I was tickled to find that uh, I came across your site organically, which is beautiful, by the way. Ah, thanks. Love how large and uh, easy it is to read, easy to navigate. And uh, so I did want to tell you that, that I was I was very happy. Yeah, that's um, great to hear. There's not a whole lot of stuff that uh, shows up. Uh, prominently on search on that website anymore. It used to have some good uh, hard-hitting pages, but those have been going away, and uh, mostly in favor of YouTube. And that that particular one is interesting because, like, that's a Spotify playlist, that's a YouTube video, and a website page. So, like, right. that one I was, like, really trying to make work, and I guess it did work if you it go did? all in like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was doing research. We're in we're in I didn't mention this. We're in car country. And so that's why we've done a few of the tracks that have uh, association with uh, with vehicles, if it wasn't already apparent to our listeners. So uh, that's why we felt it was so fitting to have have you on. Now, a long time ago, we came across your futures past website and some commentary on there. You had about Mark Trombino that we actually refer to on the pod. And uh, since I think you're upgrading that site or moving it, but Futures is your favorite record, is it not? It is. Uh, Futures um, was what got me into the band as well. I actually got into music in general pretty late. Um, I don't know how, like, maybe people get into middle school, maybe even elementary school. I was, like, halfway through high school and, like, music kind of clicked for me. And... um, I mostly listened to like classic rock at the time and sometimes the station would come in. So I like begrudgingly put on modern music and pain (laughs) was definitely a song that was like, okay, I can, I can, I get this. Um, and that and green days, American idiot hits, um, though that got me into those two, uh, albums got me into modern music, I suppose. And, um, Futures just kind of stuck with me long term, but also in high school, I like 
went all like I just dove all in. It's like now music is my thing, and I like I got a guitar and tried to start playing it. I came up like I had a bunch of band names written down, and Futures Past was one that um, kind of stuck with me, and I wanted to form a band with that name. And I know that's kind of backwards. Like you need to like get people together, and then you all agree on a band name <laughs> instead of like, right. hey, I've got this band name. I figured it out. So like. Don't worry about it. I've done the hard work, so you guys just come in and we'll play music. But um, yeah, as uh, if that's not hard. <laughs> but I uh, I came up with that name, liked it, ended up just using it as online handles for a while. I got the domain name probably like in two thousand six, and like have had it for that long. But um, it sat around, didn't really do much for a while, and. It was a music label, like free music label for a while, and legally, not like just download stuff. Like I contacted the artist, like, hey, you want to be part of this label? I'm trying to make music free and have uh, ad supported. Um, I was, right, in a way, way ahead of my time and then also way behind at the same time, <laughs> but uh, that didn't really take off. But it was like kind of my, like, the domain where I could just drop, uh, media in general on um car simplified actually started out on that website as this like it was futurespast.com slash cars and i had like a, a list it was just a list of links to like here's what a supercharger does here's what an engine block is and by the time it got to like 30 different links i was like i should probably just spin this off to its own website but um the website is still there. Like for a while, I was still trying to do web design stuff, and I was like, I have no um, portfolio of examples of work, and I kind of just threw together a few web pages. And the one one of them that you came across was the Mark Trombino page for the Trombino sessions. That um, at the time was a side scroll, like a left to right scrolling page. Yeah, it was. And it doesn't like work on though. like mobile or something anymore. Like it, it's broken <laughs> on like 75% of stuff now. But um, at the time it worked pretty nice. And like, it was just, it was just counterintuitive for counterintuitive sake. And I was <laughs> trying to get the web page to look like futures art. Um, I think I kind of pulled that off, but yeah, in order for it to like, show up in search i had to have text so i was like i'll just describe this since i know that off the top of my head and it um wasn't really supposed to like get out there but like someone on reddit shared it at some point it was like hey have you heard of the trombino sessions and they they linked to it and then traffic went way up and now it's like if you search trombino sessions it's one of the top results and like i threw this together in 10 minutes <laughs> yeah, what a backlink from Reddit, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah, and not, and not to have done like not even like an alt account that you have on on Reddit. It's like, oh, check out this website. Yeah, You're, uh, you know, it's organically. Yeah, it wasn't even back. like the main. Like, it wasn't a a post saying, "Hey, check this out." It was like, "Hey, have you heard of the Trombino sessions?" And there was someone else that posted a link to that page, and it was like these. And that it was just these, the word these, and then the link. And that alone was like enough. Like yeah, Google's that's like, it. Oh, this is relevant. There we go. Boom. Now you're at the top of the search results when they get <laughs> Trombino sessions. Yeah. 
It's oh, the only man. only one that only page about the Trambino sessions that's not loaded with viruses. <laughs> Interesting. Now, uh, speaking of social media, uh, you have made your presence known on the Discord. I know David and I we we comment on the Discord just because there's such good content. There's a lot of good people on there that talk about the band and, and different things, music and, and other things like that, that are just interesting. But you have, you have flexed your car knowledge uh, in a couple of channels. And the first time was, I believe, in, in uh, an off-topic chat where somebody had mentioned uh, the tweet. I th- Maybe it was me that had mentioned Zach's tweet about Jim with his ankle injury. And in the intro to that cinematic part of the... Uh, the Phoenix Sessions, which I believe the first one was that. Uh, oh yeah, the the teaser for the, the uh, Phoenix Sessions in general, I yeah. believe. Right. So they had this real cinematic uh, entrance of Jim coming out of this vehicle, and even though I mentioned that we were talking, we we're on the topic. I can't remember even how we got onto this topic of what kind of car does Jim drive, and you chime in with, "Oh, there's there's got some high ground clearance. Um, the wheels look like Audi wheels." Uh, I believe that he would be driving an SUV because he's a musician and touring around locally. You're going to want to be able to throw a, an amp in the back of this. So you were just dropping all this knowledge and uh, all of us kind of uh, jaws agape or mouths agape <laughs> listening to you uh, talk about this. And I think we had settled on uh, the fact that Jim may actually drive an Audi Q5. Yeah, that sounds uh, is right. That, is that I right? remember, yeah, the... Video, it starts up with the car coming in, but, like, they were careful to pan the camera down so that, like, the grill logo wouldn't show up as to imply some sort of sponsorship thing. So they're, like, hiding all logos, at least trying to, but as it pans across the front wheel, there's, like, a few frames, like, two or three frames where, like, the center cap of the wheel shows up, (laughs) and there's an Audi logo right in the center of the cap, and I was like, okay, that narrows it down to one car brand, this is going to be easy now. And, um, yep. it was, there's the wheels on it. I think for that car, at least maybe all Audis do this. I don't know. I just knew to search this sort of thing, but, um, the wheel kind of even narrowed it down to a specific year for that Audi. I don't remember what it was, but I remember looking it up and like, oh, well that year was, um, the only one that had that wheel. So it's right. I narrowed it down that specifically. <laughs> It, sound, it sounds stalkery, but I was just like, I can I was, figure yeah. out what this car is from limited pictures. I just see you with three frames and you sitting there on your end going, enhance, enhance, <laughs> enhance. <laughs> exactly. But there was also a second time. This was like December, I think, when they did that first, that yeah, the teaser video. But there was another time in August of this year, you were trying to help out um, a fellow pod listener and patron, Linux, he had a an original copy of Static Prevails Prevails uh, with the alternate artwork on it. The the beach grass that David loves so much was stolen off the front, uh, straight off of his porch, by some individual in a red vehicle that was facing away from the camera. And we had about ten or fifteen seconds to work with. And I remember coming back. We were I was sitting there at work and kind of chiming in in between um, helping students out. And I come back to this post from you. That says this. 
and it, and it was it was li- it was uh, line broken. Uh, facts so far: Malibu Max produced 2004 to 2007. SS trim only came in red in 2007. Front chrome removed in 2006, model year. Rear chrome yet unknown. All years had silver five-spoke wheels. <laughs> and then David David comes back a couple of lines later uh, going, geez, Steve up here with his car phasing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think when that was going on, someone tagged me. And it's like, hey, we need Steve on this. And I come in and it's like, yeah. here we go. This is what I was <laughs> yeah. made for. Cracking the knuckles, man. Right back to his computer. And like, I would like Let's to be this. able to claim that i know to just like i know all this car knowledge just pew 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 there you go but like <laughs> i just know enough about cars to like know what to search for and like google will tell me oh this car had these trim levels and then i search up uh the three different trim levels and like okay only the ss has the chrome trim and it looks like there's chrome there it's definitely not body color trim so that must be the SS and then look at the other stuff. And like the SS had certain wheels one year and certain wheels the other year. So like narrow down which year it is. And, um, feel like, uh, man, what a, what an album to have porch pirated. Like, I know they, they take right? that and they're like, what's this indie crap? Like, I don't recognize <laughs> this at all. And he did come back recently and say, there is something that the police department is doing. They can't really be, they can't explain to him what they came across, but they may have found the individual. And wow. uh, yeah, it would be nice if the guy held held on to this album and didn't try to to huck it or or sell, resell it on eBay. I think I think he kept an eye on what was being sold over the next week or two, and it, it didn't show up for sale. But you know, you just you hope at least they kept it in their house. They didn't just chuck it in the trash. Say, yeah, yeah what is maybe the, the, you say, maybe what is this indie crap? As a horrible person as they are, maybe they have good taste in music, and they yes, kept it. maybe they do, and maybe they're spinning it with their headphones on, going, "Man, I'm really, really glad this person gave this to me without <laughs> wanting to give it to me." <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, back to back to cars. Here we're talking about the big cars episode. Uh, David was unable to chat with you about this. So here we are. And the, one of the final things that he had mentioned to me was that he goes, Steve's putting together this thing uh, for the lyrics on this. I don't know anything about this. Can you tell me what you have done with the, the lyrics here? So in true homework fashion, I waited until <laughs> the last 15 minutes that I had <laughs> to uh, put together this. Uh, it's basically filling up the screen of my phone from top to bottom with text, uh, big font. So, uh, it's not like there's tiny <laughs> font or anything making the, a whole bunch of inf- information crammed into it. But, um, and part of it is just the lyrics of the song. So like, this is truly homework, uh, Kung Fu here, but, uh, <laughs> from the line family can sleep well tonight. We're a long, long way till all of the good names for your big cars will be used. And I was thinking about that. How, how long is it until all the names are used up? And like, that's kind of a weird thing to uh, ask. And like, big cars is also kind of weird. Like, maybe it's referring to the biggest car companies, but like, car companies in general are kind of all big. You have to be big in order to have a manufacturing plant big enough to mass produce vehicles. But, um, so who knows what big cars is referring to? Maybe it's like the big three. Um, but, 
that's weirdly specific for names in right. general. But, um, <laughs> when it comes to names, there's a bunch of things that go into how uh, cars are named. When I was researching this, I, I although I did do this in the past 15 minutes, it's not the first time I opened up Google to do some research. So at least I wasn't completely slacking. But um, <laughs> there's not a whole lot of information. But funnily enough, uh, funnily enough when um, you guys reached out like, hey, we're going to do the Big Cars episode. Do you want to do this interview? Um, between then and now, a big YouTube channel uh, called Donut Media actually released a video. I forget exactly what it's called, but it's something along the lines of uh, good car names are hard to come by. And it's a video kind of about... Uh, how manufacturers come up with car names and what their limitations are. And summing it up, um, there's a few uh, main points. Uh, modern taste is a consideration. Um, you're not going to use like old terms, but sometimes, like the Mustang has been around for a long time. It's got staying power, but um, you're not going to have like a Chevrolet Yeet because that's going to be gone in like three weeks. <laughs> But um, there's a. Uh, you speak for yourself. I would. I would drive a Chevrolet Yeet. I, I probably would too. <laughs> like thirty years from now, when nobody knows what that means, I would still yeah. drive it. <laughs> yeah, man, I drive a Yeet. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeet, yeet, as I drive off. <laughs> oh man, the cor- the horn would definitely have to make a Yeet sound. Oh yeah, and I'm sure you could program that in, right? You could just reroute. The uh, whatever the ADA compliant horn is, and put it to one where you've got get a little manual trigger down below that goes eat eat, yeah eat eat. Right, the car horns are really oddly simple. They're like, um, the most complicated part is there's this little spiral spring in your steering wheel that is the electrical contact between your root. Like if you have buttons on your steering wheel, there's a lot of stuff that gets sent through that um, coil spring, but um. That's how it connects electricity from that moving steering wheel to the rest of the car. And the horn is just an on-off switch for this uh, electric buzzer kind of thing. And because it's so simple, you can hook up pretty much anything you, you want. That's why, at least in Florida, it was popular to swap out horns for the train horn, which is really obnoxious. But, like, um, it's a really easy just, like, unplug, plug, or you can't plug it into an OEM plug, but like, just like snip some wires, put them back together, and it's done. There's not like a whole lot of programming to it, but you can um, program stuff like make it do certain noises, like wire up a speaker that's based on as soon as you press the horn, um, play audio file, whatever. Um, right. I've seen some people. Um, there's a really popular YouTube video where someone changed their door chime to. Um, Africa by Toto, but it was like a chiptune version of it because of the limitation. Uh-huh. It was pretty cool. Wow. But like, I'm sure you could do that with the horn. Well, yeah, I have a confession. So in my 86 Dodge Ram D50, in addition to my eight ball stick shift knob, which was that had to be there, um, I, I was a bored teenager and I spent some time at the local Harbor Freight where I came across a very inexpensive boat horn, not a train horn, but a boat horn. And I'm sure they all work the same way where 
you're right. It was surprisingly easy to install this in my vehicle. Uh, the the normal horn for mine was, I imagine it was some. If you looked at it, it looked like a little disc, right? And it would make this. <laughs> no, it was very very. Uh, it was not <laughs> like it didn't make it. It didn't make you want to get out of the way. It was more like what the hell was that? Uh, so I thought, let me put in this this horn. And the problem was, is that I, it was probably because it was a Harbor Freight um, product, this particular one. There was a little compressor that's, a, that's next to it that you power. The problem was, it took about a half a second for the button to be pressed and then the, the, for the actual compressor to build up enough pressure to blow out the horn. So if, if there ever was an emergency situation, oh, yeah. <laughs> I would be about half a second to a second behind where it would go, you know, I'd push it and then it would go... And it was so I did it more for just like having that. You know, I was like, we had friends that hooked up the horns that would make barn animal noises. Um, I was just the boat horn guy. And luckily, I never had to use it in emergency situations. But yeah, yeah I mean, now I just leave the, the stock horns in. I think the old horns, like the ones that go, ooga, those had a. Uh... <laughs> Those actually had the delay, if I recall noises. correctly. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew that was going to go uh, in this episode? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. And it's it's probably because there's just so much air that has to be uh, generated for it to make a loud enough noise. Oh, I know exactly which one you're talking about. I would love to roll up to a club. Not that I go to clubs. Maybe I would just roll up to a venue, like a, a Jimmy, the next Jimmy World show, and it goes, Auga! You know, everyone would be yeah. turning at me. Who is this? Who is this idiot? <laughs> just roll up. <laughs> oh, man. Pretentious man. Okay, I'm sorry. I got, I got way off topic. So you were talking about uh, all the good names for your big cars will be used, and, and you were making these. Now, we haven't, we haven't spoken about this episode, so this is where um, I might give you a little bit of insight as to what I said. So far, big cars... That's the only mention of it in in this whole track, besides the title of it. Um, that one line is the only mention of big cars. Everything else is sort of talking about, uh, where is it? There's yeah, pressing delete, technology. Um, I think I mentioned media framing at one point in the episode, journalism. <laughs> but really, they talk yeah, about big cars. there's a whole so. bunch of different things. Like, all, like the song is called Big Cars, but it's only really mentioned in the... The chorus, I suppose that's the chorus. Yeah. Um, I looked at the, like, when I was doing this, I, when I was talking to David, I was sending him a reply in the chat, and I was like, wait, I mess up these lyrics all the time. I need to go in, make sure I'm, like, reading the lyrics right before I, like, do any of this research. And then um, I went on the lyrics page, found the uh, lyrics that were relevant, read the rest of them just because, and then uh, went down and read more of them. Uh, read the comments i mean and uh i was like oh this is there's a good comment in here and it's tainting my uh thing and i know you guys know not to do that and usually don't do that but uh not on the, purpose the song structure um jim kind of writes kind of vague stuff sometimes but there's a episode of his i believe it was pass through frequencies the early pandemic stuff where he was like talking to other artists he um i forget which artist it was but he mentioned um talking about writing lyrics and he said do you go just like come up with music and you're like i'm gonna write lyrics to this music or do you have like a notebook full of stuff and you just do lyric salad and i was like 
lyric salad. I've never heard that before, but I immediately got it. It was like a great description for it. And um, it didn't, I didn't think of this song in particular, but as soon as I was looking at the lyrics for this song, I was like, this is lyric salad for sure. <laughs> or so you think. Yeah. Wait until you hear my, like I put on the tinfoil hat for my, my analysis of this track. And it, it does really come on. The hat comes on right in that chorus, especially that last line. So uh, lyric salad or not, I this may be lyric salad. He might have just said, he might look at this and go, oh, yeah, lyric salad, totally. I looked at it <laughs> trying to make something of it, trying to formulate this theory. And it all culminated in that in that chorus. So um, what other lines do you have in this that you've uh, that you've annotated uh none actually i was like um i know cars i kind of know technology but like <laughs> pressing delete is pretty universally understood so sure. i couldn't uh dive too deep into that and i don't think like i might understand fame slightly more than the average person but i definitely am not famous but uh, so I can't really speak to that part of the song either. And like all three of those topics kind of don't seem to go together for me until like when I was reading the lyrics on the like first result when I was looking up the lyrics, I had looked at it. and was like, oh, that's lyric salad. And then like curiosity got the better of me. I was looking at the comments and there was one comment <laughs> below. And I was like, oh, that actually makes sense. And um, I'm curious as to uh, if that's what you came to or if you came across that comment yourself. Right. And Jim, and Jim's always been very, I can't remember if there's a term for it, but he's, he's aside from very specific songs where there's clearly a story or he has come out and said, this is what this song is about. Uh, for the most part, he leaves the interpretation up to the listener. He's very good about that and being kind of hands off with interpreting his own songs. Um so, I think that gives those songs staying power. Um, like even yeah. "Table for Glasses," where like I think that's the one where he talked about what it was actually yeah. about. And even that song is like, even when you know what it's about, it's still kind of vague enough that you can just like enjoy it, whatever situation you happen to be in at the time. And like I feel like most songs, because he's like so pulled back, and like I'm not going to tell you what that's about, or like whenever there's an interview, is like. Hey, what's this hit song about? Like he has to like say something, but he like comes up with like this like arbitrary like working right. around the <laughs> meaning situation where like he just answers the question enough to move on to the next question and not be like super dodgy about it. Yeah. It's like I swear the, these guys have taken their media training so seriously. Yeah. Uh, especially him and Zach, they're just so good at uh, whether they're individual or if it's them them together. They're so good at uh, tap dance, tap dancing around certain things, being courteous to those who are interviewing them, and then just being overall professionals. And I love that about them. And when Jim does say something like that, like w when we did the table for glasses research, and that stuff comes up on like uh, on on song meanings or it comes up on uh, lyric. There's a couple of other lyric. Uh, pages that we'll go to it's just kind of it takes the fun out of the uh the assessment of it and, and looking in into what these lyrics really mean because there's sometimes when david's actually turned 
turned my perspective around with the way he's looking at it, with the way where he's perceiving it from. And I go, oh, you know what? I'm backpedaling. I take back what I said about this because I think you're right. And there really is no right or wrong. Yeah. There really is no right or wrong. Unless uh, unless it's something like this where it's just so obscure that I have to go to a length where I say, David, put on your tinfoil hat and let's go in down this rabbit hole of what the big cars are. And does it mean Sequoia? Does it mean Porsche Cayenne? Does it mean a Lexus GX? A you know, Hummer it could be... for sure. <laughs> now, uh, would you be... Would you be driving the Hummer, the first version, the Amer- I think it's American General that made it, or would you be the H? Are you an H two guy? Uh, I like the old school one. I also like the uh, probably like the GMC Hummer that's coming out or is already out. I haven't been following it too closely, but like they've revealed that one, the all electric Hummer. That one's interesting. It does like the uh, four wheel steering thing. Um, it seems pretty cool. I I've never seen one on the road. I imagine it's not out yet because as soon as it's out, people are out driving them. Like the uh, when the C8 Corvette came out, that was on the road immediately. But uh, yeah, I forget if they. Um, I it, think it's just the GMC Hummer. I don't think they gave it an H designation yet, or if they're at all. No, it looks like it starts at one hundred eight thousand. So it's out of my price range. That's for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> Goodness. And it has, yeah, humongous tires on there, 305, 70, 18s. It's enormous. But I I always look at the range. Okay, so it's got 329 miles. That's good, right? That's decent. I mean, considering how big that thing is, yeah. Right. Right. Now, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, on electric vehicles? Particularly these Fords, the, the two Fords that have come out recently that I've been really interested in one is the one that david mentioned i think in this episode or in our next episode with the ford mustang mach e suv which is it's stunning it's it's a beautiful car uh and then there's my pick which is a 1978 ford f100 the illuminator which has that throwback look of the 1978 ford but it's got all the tech of like 2020 21 you know um are you? Do you have any electric vehicles, or are you looking to get one? Uh, not currently looking to get one. We travel uh, up and down the East Coast a lot, from Connecticut to Florida and back, pretty often. Like not like all the time, but like at least once a year. And having an EV on that trip is difficult. Even if you can find a charging station, it doesn't charge up super quick. So, and like. With gas, sometimes we will just go straight down, no sleep or anything, or like we'll take turns <laughs> sleeping, kind of. Like it's real hard to sleep in the uh, Forerunner, we found out, but uh, we will just do a straight shot. I think it's like 22 hours, but like My you goodness. definitely could not do that in an electric car. Even if you have like a super fast charging, maybe it's like it takes an hour to charge up. That, that's like pie in the sky charging time right now but um if you were sitting there for an hour with like lack of sleep you would just go to sleep so like gas <laughs> you just fill it up and you're off on the road again um, that's a long time how many how many hours 22 i believe so we i haven't like stopped watching like when we're packing up and going 
what's on my mind is like, let's get on the road. Not like, I wonder what time it is so I can time this trip. <laughs> doesn't but like, matter. I can doesn't only matter. estimate that it's like 22. It's definitely not 20. Wait, is it? Now, now I'm drawing a blank if it's not 24 or not. It's, well, it's still, it's I mean, that sounds about right. One side or the other of 24, yeah. Okay. My goodness. It's it's not a trip that I enjoy. Like, I used to be able to stay up crazy hours, and, like, when I was in my early 20s, I could have easily made that trip multiple times a year, but, like, nowadays it's not fun. Yeah, I get that. I totally get that. <laughs> So yeah, the electric car is a a ways off for that scenario. There's a and like even for like a running around town kind of car, I feel like I would rather own a little smart car, like a gas powered smart car. Though there are electric ones of those, but those are probably hard to find, expensive, and they all yeah. probably need batteries by now. But uh, I would rather own a little like gas powered smart car for little short trips like that. But um. Eventually, I feel like electric cars are going to be at the point where, like, um, they're the only option. And either by regulation or just, like, what manufacturers are willing to make. Um, I imagine uh, electric motors being fewer moving parts are going to one day be way cheaper to make than internal combustion. So... Even if it's not like you can't make internal combustion engines, I think they'll be like, we're not going to bother with that anymore. It's just too expensive. And like electric motors, you can see like the Tesla plaid, that thing just takes off and beats anything with like a thousand horsepower or something. (laughs) They're just so fast when you want them to be. Um, Once they get all the things worked out, it's just what everyone's going to use. Yeah. Ludicrous mode, right? Yeah. They've gone plaid. <laughs> One of David's favorite lines to pull. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and I'm so disconnected with uh, with electric vehicles and, and like recharging time. I thought they would charge in like 20 minutes, but you're saying pie in the sky is an hour. That's uh, that's concerning now. Yeah. The alternate way, there, I forget if it was like, I think Neo, this uh, Chinese electric car manufacturer that it's like a startup one. There's a ton of them out right now. Um, but uh, their thing was that they intended... I think it was them, at least. Don't quote me on this. But there is definitely a car company out there whose intention is to have a replaceable battery pack sort of like gas station equivalent. Instead of like being a gas station or a charging station, you pull into this thing that looks like two um, shipping containers... And a machine will take the battery pack off the bottom of your car, slide it out of the way, put a brand new chart, not brand new, but like fully freshly charged battery pack into the car, bolt it on, and you're ready to go immediately. And um, if that works, it's going to be amazing. But then you get the the weird, like if you, you get a brand new car and then um, you pull in and then like someone's like, eight-year-old battery that's like barely hanging on for dear life gets bolted to your car and you can only go like 20 miles that's going to be annoying i'm sure they'll have like detecting ways to like oh this battery's bad let's take that out and not attach it to anybody's car now right but um well i want to say it was recently on reddit that i saw it maybe it was the same company They, they had a promo video of 
people uh, riding, a, you know, the, the scooters that they'll ride, that they'll drive around there. But people could manually pick up and replace the batteries uh, in those. Not like the size of what, what would fit in a car. Um, but they could do that manually. And it was the same kind of concept as you go to a different place, get your new battery, and swap out your used one, and then just keep keep on your trip. Yeah, uh, scooters are smaller, so like the battery should be easier to replace like that. Yeah, um, but yeah, like that is a good example of uh, like what the technology should be for cars eventually if they go that route. Um, I met like battery technology is interesting because like that's like a very that's like a resistance point for technology for humankind if um we come up with like a vastly more advanced battery uh chemistry then we can like do so many better things with our electrical grid and electric cars and like if someone comes up with a better battery it's gonna like world changing technology oh yeah revolutionize things yeah, yeah. but like if you can come up with a way of a, a battery that charges quick and lasts longer especially in like cold situations that's gonna be um, a game changer. I think another thing that could change, I don't know if there's a way to, um, a lot of electric cars have high voltage in them and usually it's like 200 to 600 volts, but it's not like a, a cell that's that voltage. The individual cells are probably like 2.1, like that lead acid cells are 2.1. So I imagine it's like somewhere between four and two volts per cell. And if you could like charge a whole bunch of tiny cells individually like in parallel and then somehow connect them all in series to like get up to the voltage that you need that could drastically drop down um charging time too but then you'd have to have a whole bunch of little cells and that presents its own problems but This is getting into now, is this con- more technology I know, than it, this episode's probably. Is is this to. content that you cover on your uh, on your YouTube channel? <laughs> uh I'm kind of just rattling stuff off the top of my head, and like whenever I make a video, I want to try to research it a little bit more than I do now. But um, this is content that I try to cover on the YouTube channel. Um, I, one idea I actually had was covering like why uh, car batteries are uh, less strong in winter and cold climates. But um, that's something that I'd have to research more. I, I have a general idea because there's like heat is kind of energy and it changes the way things, um, like how much energy is ready to go at any given moment. But I have to like double check that and like do more research. So like this what we're doing right now is just kind of like something that I could do in a live stream if, if I was brave enough to do that, but I never live stream. On oh YouTube, man, so. you haven't done a live stream yet? Never done a live, like <laughs> never done a live stream at all except as like a second person in someone else's live stream. How, I'm looking through your videos now. How many videos do you have here? Who I stopped keeping track of that. Oh um, yeah, you got too many, huh? <laughs> This it's is great. Definitely over a hundred. I feel like maybe two hundred something now, and like they vary wildly in how long they are. Um, some of them are like less than a minute long. A lot of them are less than five minutes long, which is not great for my ad revenue because YouTube likes. It used to be ten minutes, but now it's eight minutes where you can get mid rolls. But um, 
I, I've never been a fan of just putting filler in for filler's sake to pad it out to that, like, ad revenue jumping point. So, like, <laughs> I just, like, talk until, like, I've said what I need to say and it's done. Um, yeah, I'm seeing here is a minute and a half. Some of these, yeah, five and a half minutes. Fuses. Why Why, why does a fuse, what does a fuse do and, and how do they work? I, I, I think I reached out to you about a fuse problem I was having. You helped me out. Yeah, I think I remember, remember that. It was, it was in the uh, the RV, I believe. Something to do with yeah, the Yeah, yeah, it was in the trailer. Yes, it was, and we ended up figuring it out. There was a, it was a short, obviously, ah. and which is what I think you had said. You got to, you just got to like work your way back from the light and find the short. Yeah. <laughs> sure enough, that's what it was. So, um, you helped me out, and you know what? I think I need to give a few of your videos a watch just to make sure that you get the. <laughs> Can I watch a video and then look at the ad and click on it? Do you get more? Uh, I no, don't do that for anyone. That can actually you can get uh, invalid click activity. Can like ban someone Ooh. from AdSense like permanently with no chance of like. Um, they don't even give you a second chance, huh? Yeah. Okay. Undone. I'll just uh, I'll just <laughs> let's just watch your videos normal without clicking. Yeah. Put them on our on our TV. Uh, yeah, you've got uh, twelve and a half thousand subscribers. Yeah, I. This is they kind of just gradually build up, whether I put out videos or not. I think it's just I've always focused on what they call evergreen videos. I don't uh, know how prevalent that term is to everyone, but I'm sure content people know what evergreen is. Um, it just sits there, and like people are looking for it, or like something drives people to it on a constant basis. And like, I've never been one to like make like, you need to watch this right now. It's something that's just like, they're like, watch it whenever you want to. But like, <laughs> it's something that's helpful to you. Like, right, uh, you're such a nice guy. <laughs> hey, it's there if you want it. <laughs> that's pretty much the philosophy behind all of those videos. But, uh, yeah. Um, nothing, nothing on the channel is timely. And I feel like, um, that's a, a weak point for like, like you mentioned just like 12,000 subscribers. And if you look at the latest videos I put out, they are lucky to hit a hundred views. There's a lot of like stuff that just people that subscribe for the GTO content don't want to watch the Subaru stuff or the Toyota stuff. That kind of stuff happens. And, uh, I don't really, uh, worry about that too much because in the long run, people find the videos like that fuse one that one really took off and i have no idea why but there's not a whole lot of competition i guess but like <laughs> um there's actually there's actually two fuse videos one of them was like i put out the fuse video and i was looking at the analytics and it was like lots of people are looking for like an explanation of what the car fuse box is so i made that video too which covered a lot of the same stuff but it was like like, someone coming to my channel and knowing me would be like, oh, I only need to watch one of those videos. But, like, people come to both of those videos, and they both do really well. And, like, um, there's, like, five videos on my channel that do most of the views and subscriber gaining. Yeah, I see. I see. Um, I'm hovering over the fuses one, and I see an omega symbol and some red and green marker. Uh, it's already too complicated for me. <laughs> I see 12V, which means 12 volt, right? Now, you're already um, halfway there. <laughs> you're getting uh, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quiz myself. Tell me if I'm right. Um, on the battery, 
uh, you would connect the positive one is the black one. That one has the charge coming out of it. Is that true? That's not uh, the red is positive, but um, it's tricky because there's conventional and electron theory for what is what. Um, positive sounds like there's a surplus of something, but um, what is actually happening is electrons are a negative charge, so the negative post is where all the negative electrons start and they pass well, through the fun. wire and actually head to the elect the uh, positive post. But um, that's electron theory. The traditional theory, like you think of it as starting at positive, going to negative, and negative is the ground. But um, that's probably more complicated than it needed to be. But what? that um, I actually need to make a video on that because there's a whenever I do electrical stuff, um, I do conventional theory a lot, and the people that are like electron theory, are like this is all wrong. And I'm like, I I I know. I did it this way for a reason, but um, <laughs> you're you're definitely right. It's, it goes the other way, but like you got to start somewhere. And like part of my channel is like for beginners, so it's right. like I'm not trying to throw like, hey, you're wrong about this, and you're wrong about this, and you're wrong about that, all at once, and like it just turns people off. So like you got to like work them into like, hey, this thing that like people will traditionally say this, but they actually mean that, and that'll be one video so like it's not overwhelming you with like everything you know is wrong right well and i also need i mean as, as far as learning things like that clearly i don't recall a way so i need these like mnemonic devices to help me remember these things and one recently that i was told that helps me immensely with starbucks is uh i always get I can never get the sizes right. And I don't like to say small, medium, and large. I want to be able to tell them in the Starbucks language what it is. <laughs> but tall is tiny. That's the smallest one. And that's all I need to remember. Everything else is like, I know that venti is the big one. Venti is 20. Uh, so it's grande is right in the middle. That's a grand, For me, grande is good. But uh, tall is tiny. And now I don't, I don't have that, uh, that confusion anymore. So if you come up with any kind of mnemonic device for remembering... Um, like a fun way, a simple way for me, like a, a simpleton like myself. About, See, the, I go the one red step one's further and just never set foot in there because it's too complicated. <laughs> gotcha. No coffee for Steve, no. <laughs> well, uh, okay. Well, let me ask you this. Is there anything else that you uh, that you wanted to plug while you've, you've got the stage here now? Uh, well, I mean, we've talked about my YouTube channel a lot, so I think that's all set. Um, I, that's my main social media. I'm on other stuff, but mostly because, um, I run a thing where it's like a business and I just need to exist on Facebook and Twitter and all that. So it's car simplified across a whole bunch of different social medias, um, Instagram, Twitter, everything like that. Um, most of my futures past stuff is either I've changed it over to car simplified or it's like abandonware at this point like my website <laughs> um i don't even know what the homepage looks like anymore it probably says coming soon for it the past does. 10 years <laughs> it does um well you know we've we've found your sites i mean if, if they're functional or not we've come across them in one way or another they've been helpful uh as have you been in uh, in our social interactions and this is 
you're in my first time conversing and it was a joy. And so Likewise. I just want to say thank you for all the help that you've uh, that you've provided us with your support and uh, and your help in the discord and figuring out cars and stuff. And then on this episode, man, I really appreciate you talking about uh, what you thought big cars means. And I'm, I'm excited to hear what you think about when this episode drops in a couple of days and you hear my uh, tinfoil hat moment. Uh, what you think? I'm really looking that. forward to hearing that. I appreciate you having me on twice now. It's been yeah. fun both to- both times, and uh, it's a yeah. a fun show to be on. I've caught up way more than when I was uh, the first time I was on. I had listened to a bunch of episodes, but now I've listened to more than half the catalog, I believe, at this point. So I'm catching Hell up, yeah, and maybe. If I'm on a third time, maybe I'll be caught up by that point. I'm sure we'll have you on uh, another time. We've we've still got uh, another future album to go, and then uh, <laughs> the next hundred episodes. So, um, if whether or not you're driving the speed limit, or as I as I do, drive a little bit under the speed limit because I am a, a grandpa behind the wheel. <laughs> um, we urge you to drive safely, wear your seatbelt, and to be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes.